0: Hey, y'all are going to get over this and laugh about it one day. Are we? Because I heard you cry a lot last night. (laughs) You're down bad. I don't know where you go from here. You was tripping about all these decisions and choices just to end up here. You hate to see it. I just want to fast forward to the part of my life when everything's okay.
1: Merry Christmas and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. A podcast about Insecure and its glorious series finale. I'm of course your host, Banco And joining me today to talk about all things Issa D. She really needs Podstar to go well, so she doesn't have to start OnlyFans. It's my boss, Adora.
2: <laughs> but you're not joking. <laughs> I needed to go well.
1: How are you, Adora?
2: Um, I'm good, thank you, Van. Um, happy to be back here again. Not your boss. <laughs> How are you?
1: Um, I'm fine, thank you. It's Christmas. We're recording an episode, so you guys should never say we don't care about you guys, right? Yeah, i are doing. i doing the work. Okay, we're gonna talk about. T- um, insecure. We're going to talk about the series finale, we're going to talk about the show, and the legacy that I believe this show has left behind,
3: mm-hmm.
1: because it was a great run, a great five-year run. Yeah. But before we go into all of that, just a quick admin. Last week, I did an episode on some of the best shows of the year that you might have not heard about. I also revealed my top 10 shows of the year on that episode, so if you were looking for new shows, please feel free to go listen to that episode. And the top 10 list is also on Instagram. I believe Adora is trying to pick some new shows from that list To
2: I am, yes.
1: (laughs) I saw your message where you're like, you only watch one show and it's like, it's my number one show. So you just like skipped 10 to 10 to two. And then the only show you watch is number one. So at least you have good taste.
2: And I have to give credit to my brothers for succession, but.
1: You don't have to. You don't have to give them credits. That's fair
2: enough. You can cut that up.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was you. It was all you. You found it about the show yourself. It
2: was all me. Yeah, it was
1: all you. Um and speaking of succession, obviously we covered the entire season, episode by episode on this podcast. So if you're just catching up on the season and you want to listen to us talk about what you're watching, um, feel free. We spoke about every episode and then we did a big episode on the finale. So that was a great season of TV. Um I also released an article earlier in the week on my blog medium page so please if you're inclined please read that the link is in my bio on instagram and i'll probably put it in the description of this episode if you want to read the article and finally you can now rate us on spotify as well as apple podcasts we're obviously on podstar like i mentioned earlier so if you like adora and you want her to succeed please just follow us and rate us on whatever platform you use. You can give us five stars, even if you've never listened to us. We do not really care about fairness and all that. Just <laughs> just, just give us five stars. Yeah, I think that's it. That's it. We're going to talk about Insecure now. We're going to talk about this great show. Yeah, the show is over. Uh, what did, okay, first of all, let's start from the top. What did you think of the finale, Adora?
2: Honestly, I have to give, I guess, credit back or props back to Issa because I hate that I ever doubted her. First. <laughs> I hate it so much. Yeah, it was, I feel like they wrapped it up really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way the season was going, I wasn't sure. Because, I mean, last time I was on here, things were looking um, shaky yeah. at best. So I wasn't was sure. it Was to two
1: or three? I think that was the time we spoke about it.
2: It was yeah, it was either two or three. And it was just looking like the end wasn't going to satisfy well, not to be selfish, but satisfy me. (laughs) 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 But after watching the finale, like I'm I'm okay with the direction that they took. I I think it was it was very well thought out. And again, what was I expecting with Issa? I I'm sorry for even doubting me for a second. Issa... So
1: sorry. Uh I think the yeah. biggest surprise for me is that they actually just gave us a happy ending.
2: Right. Like
1: literally for every character I can think of. I mean we we said it earlier how like it wasn't impossible for Issa Rae not to give us a happy ending because she's not afraid of writing what what is real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just like that she wrote what was real. She did not change who she is or what the show was, but also just right. made us happy and made Lawrence Hive, which I'm a proud member of. Very, very satisfied and happy. So and obviously I guess the way she did it, the way the finale is constructed is very smart and, and beautiful where they're jumping from birthday to birthday. To
2: birthday and yeah. it gives you that
1: time where you don't have to show everything that's happening in between birthdays, but you can just show it in in the story. Yeah. Um I'm interested to know what you took out of this finale. Like so I'm not saying there was, but if there was a lesson in the finale, what what would that have been for you? What did you come out of the finale thinking about the show or thinking what the show was trying to say, if it, anything?
2: Um I think one thinking about like what how I was feeling the last time I was on here and we're talking about insecure mm-hmm. and how I wasn't sure if um Issa was going to give us like the happy ending. Um, I think one of the main things was it's not unrealistic to have that happy ending, and it's also not unrealistic for everybody to have a happy ending. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I feel like sometimes, especially on TV, they make it seem like this should only happen in like the fairy tale realm or like the make believe realm. Um, and especially with a group of black women, it was it was nice to see that everybody kind of got their win. And mm-hmm. whatever version of winning they had in mind, they, they kind of they kind of got there. And it wasn't perfect and obviously it's been five years and there have been several ups and downs. But I I appreciate the fact that everybody left happy. Yeah.
1: I mean I think even just growing up that point, like Yeah, you can write the truth and what happens in the real world or whatever, right. but also people are coming to TV for escapism, mm-hmm. for aspirational watching, like what what, what they mm-hmm. want to happen, and yeah, you can write the truth, but at the same time, when you're and then when you're representing a class of people who have been so famously either un- underrepresented or misrepresented, so right. in this case, black women, you don't really want your target or your core audience, rather, of i.e. black women to invest in the show for five years and then in the end, you just show them the trauma that they've spent their whole lives witnessing. Exactly. So exactly. You can show the, the harshness of life and how difficult it is to have it all, especially as a black woman, but then you can also show that it's possible to have it all. Right. So at least your audience have something to, to aspire to and something to live vicariously through um
2: right
1: i don't know if my because i was thinking as well when i asked you the question i don't know if my own takeaway is similar to yours or wholly different but i think mine was just essentially that like life fucking sucks and it's so stressful (laughs) and like you never get a handle on it like definitely not in your in your 20s and your or your early 30s right right? but and i think it it then comes to that thing of of the quote-unquote fairy tale where it is possible to get a handle on it eventually, but also the most important thing about life, anything that makes all that worth it is the time you spend with those you love, right?
2: You care about, right?
1: Yeah, and I think that was nice that every point of this finale focused on birthdays. Like, they could have just been random celebrations, like promotional work, Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. I don't know, um, engagement party, whatever, but like, it was birthday, because that's the one time where you you get to celebrate yourself, right? And your friends and your family right. and all those you love are there. I like that they focus on that because then it's like, the things that make this hellhole of of, of existence called life worth it is is that time you get to spend with your family and all those, you know, and your friends and all those you love. So I, I really like that. Yeah. Because I think, I may be wrong, but I think she turned did you turn 13 in the, in the first season, the first episode. I think that's her 30th birthday. I
2: would have to double-check that, but...
1: Yeah, well, I'll double-check it, and if it's wrong, I'll remove it from the episode. <laughs> yeah, it's that whole thing of don't put that pressure on yourself to have everything figured out in your 20s. Right,
2: right.
1: Um, I've obviously mentioned the fact that I was, I was happy about it being Lawrence. I didn't think that was the, going to be the case as later as episode 9.
2: Yeah.
1: Also, I didn't think it was going to be Nathan, just because of how the Nathan relationship, to me, seemed like this season like it was too rushed to be the, the final relationship no one, which was the thing obviously we spoke about it and it's kind of what you said earlier was the thing where i did no one's her to be single at the end and like oh i'm focusing on my my job and yeah or the yeah. real and they've said it a lot and prentice penny the um showrunner and director of the series i said it a lot as well about how the main love story is Issa and molly mm-hmm and that's fine, I guess. I don't want to tell you about your show. I okay. That's in fact, sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, sure. I mean the real love story is Ethan is and Lawrence, but look, man, it's your show. But I don't want to show. Okay. Okay. So I would have been very, like, very, very disappointed if for example the season and the show ended with her successful in her job and her and Molly being very good friends and all that but she was still single. Like, I'm like, no. right. So I'm happy they didn't go that route. Um, yeah. So, but just quickly, what were your, because I believe you're Lawrence Hive as well, aren't you?
2: I am, but, um, for the sake of transparency, um, Mm -hmm. I have to say that (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm.
2: (laughs) after the last, after we last spoke, um, I started doubting him a bit as well. And I actually just, you know, I was like, you know what? She's going to end up with Crenshaw <laughs> as a business partner. No, so it was like a business partnership, not a romantic partnership. Okay. But that was kind of where I had focused my sights. Because I was like, Nathan, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Lawrence was just not, it was just looking impossible. So for me, it was like, okay, Adria, in order not to be unhappy when this finale <laughs> rolls around, you need a new hashtag. Came up with Krista. Huh. It's working for me. And I mean, technically, it did happen.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that you you were satisfied in that regard.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it did happen, but when Lawrence came back around, I was like, yeah, yeah, forget everything I said <laughs> past couple of episodes. Team Lawrence all the way.
1: Their chemistry is so incredible. They're like, whenever yeah. they're on screen, you're like, yeah, I, I don't even care what like, what's going wrong between both of you? I just, I want this to happen.
2: I need this to happen, right? Yeah, and
1: it's just like, there's something very good in the writing where I literally noticed it with Issa, Issa and her partners, mainly Nathan and, and Lawrence. I didn't really, I'm sure it was another characters, but I didn't notice it. They always write to show that, like, the characters know a lot about each other.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, they always say very random things like, oh, you know this person. Right. For example, when Lauren says, I hope the kitchen is close to your office because you stay hungry, mm. right? That's just something very it just feels so lived in and so genuine between those two characters. And obviously they were living together for a while before the show even started. For so they have that history. And it just it just seems like it's something very small, but also like, Oh yeah, you know this person and you know that like it's not gonna come off as an insult, she's gonna take it the right way. Right. It just all works out and you're like, oh these characters Belong to each other. They they deserve to be sharing their lives together. So I really like that.
2: I was gonna say it also doesn't feel because you know how sometimes when you quote unquote know someone and like it's not meant to happen and they Mm -hmm. use like familiar things to or like they familiarize themselves with you, it just appears like okay, you know the one fact about it doesn't feel like it's like yeah, she stays hungry. We
1: all know this. It felt more intimate than just... Yeah, I go. I mean. He felt felt like he wasn't trying. Right. Like, he wasn't like, oh, I know this one thing and I'm going to say it a lot. It was just like, oh, yeah, that just came to my mind. It's like something I was saying to myself. Like, I I understand what you mean. Like, it wasn't... (laughs) I remember... Oh, my God. I remember seeing on, on Twitter maybe years ago, and it was a girl complaining about how when a guy finds out your middle name, they just keep on calling you just, just to make sure that you know that I didn't you know that that's your middle name and, um, that's hilarious yeah, so I, I guess something like that right <laughs> that 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 joke has lived in my head rent free for yeah. God knows how many years.
3: it's not wrong <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um but yeah i am understand what you mean like he doesn't it doesn't feel like he's trying to let her know that he knows her. He's just like, oh, yeah, you're still right. hungry. Like, it's like, that's who you are. And she's like, yeah, I do.
0: This place is finally starting to feel like home. Really? That's. I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah. Look, last time we talked, I know I said some things. Oh, yeah. He made some... I was just hurt you know you know i've always thought that people come into your life for a reason and you have made up so many good reasons for me and I hope that that I did the same for you because i don't want i don't want you to regret anything I don't
1: so yeah nathan nathan looks like he's he's fine he's doing better he's he's settled so yeah good for him
2: yeah and he also seemed okay with the way things went yeah whereas like lawrence always just seemed not okay
1: mm-hmm I think, I think he's, he, he kind of mentions that in the breakup where he's like, right. I had this feeling that this wasn't like well I was. I mean, you can think about why did it take him so long to say, I love you, things like that. Mm. Like maybe he never really had both feet, um, through the door. So it makes sense. Like he just kept on trying to tell himself, like, no, this, this is good for me. She's good. And yeah. but in the end, it's like, oh, maybe, maybe it's not on. That would explain why it's not easy, but why it's easier and quicker for him to get over it than. Say Lawrence, who just knew that. Yeah, he just. I mean, if anything, the, the main hero of this season is um, Lawrence's boy, the acid agent, that basically kicks Lawrence off the ass and tells him to go and and fight for Issa. Essentially.
2: So at that point, I was still not convinced. Not gonna lie, <laughs> because for me, it was like, okay, first of all, your friend is nuts. In general, just in general. <laughs> just in general. And then, so I guess rewatching it in my head, he was supposed to be like the voice of reason, but it's also just like, okay, Lawrence, were you never going to get there on your own? Because it, it it kind of seemed like he was acting in defense of what his friend was saying about him, like, oh, you, you, you just never fight, and then all of a sudden he's a warrior.
1: Yeah. I, well, I mean, okay. F- firstly, I. Never thought it was going to happen, even when I started the episode. So, like, I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. But secondly, I... So, I think Lawrence was doing this thing where he thought he... He was doing the good guy thing.
3: Mm-hmm. By not mm-hmm.
1: fighting and by, like, look, he knows how tricky the situation is for her. And right. he wants to not put her in a situation like that. So, if she says... She doesn't want it. He wants to respite wishes. Right. I mean, what does what does the character say to him in maybe season two or season three, which is like, you're a boy who thinks he's a nice guy, something along those lines. I can't remember the exact mm-hmm, words. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So part of me believes that that's always stuck in, in Lawrence's head because he's always wanted to believe that he was doing the right thing. Right. Even when he wasn't. Like, even, for example, this season with the whole baby thing, right, he... He believes that he's making sacrifices, right? He's tra- he's uh, flying over mm-hmm. to LA every weekend, and to him, those are sacrifices. But when you know what Condola is going through, right, it's nothing. That's not a sacrifice, right? right? All you're doing is flying every weekend. So, I think Lawrence was, I was only protective of trying to be the the good person and nice person and do that. Like, I don't, I don't think previous Lawrence would have confronted. Not that I agree with you, but I don't think he would have confronted Nathan the way he did at uh, mm-hmm. Tiffany and That's Derek's leaving party, right? I think he would have wanted to, again, he wants people to see him as the, the nice person or the good guy.
0: I keep thinking about all it took to get here, you know? doubting myself. Going back and forth about what I wanted. Being scared to waste my time and look stupid in case none of it worked out. And then I realized that it was all in my head. You know, no one was doubting me except for me. And Kelly, and sometimes I'm all too. So
1: um, yeah, I was happy that eventually that conversation between Isan and Lawrence in her office space. I was happy when that yeah. when that happened, and she admits that she needed to to believe that it it could work before it could. So I guess she had to go through this. I saw some people on Twitter talking about how why would you just through five seasons of this. Only to, for her to end up with Lawrence again. I'm just like, just like okay, I don't I don't really want to engage with this content, but
2: That's why you're tweeting and Issa He's is writing. Is writing. Yes. <laughs> you know
1: I can't I can't pretend it better. Yeah, I just like yeah, okay.
0: I had to believe that it would work out for it to work. So do you believe it'll work out? I'm okay with finding
2: out. We also kind of set it up nice with regards to like the blended family because she had that conversation with Condola, mm-hmm. and they seemed satisfied with the outcome of that. So I feel like even if at that point neither of them knew well, Condola, Issa, or Lawrence didn't know that that would be the outcome. We, I mean, we don't know if they're one happy blended family, but it looks like everybody is okay.
1: Yeah. And I also like that, like, Lawrence and Condola never tried to get back together.
2: Oh my gosh, yes.
1: So uh, hopefully there's no sense of, like, you stole my man or whatever from either mm-hmm, party. Because so, mm-hmm. I feel like it was so easy to try that, like, oh, let's try and do this. Maybe yeah. we can get back together for the kid or whatever. So I'm happy that they never really did that. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many choices that like a lesser show would have made, right? And I'm just happy that there so, so were smart people making the show. Okay, um, let's talk about the quote-unquote real love story of the show. And oh, not
3: the eye roll. <laughs> this is not a, I was going to say this is
1: not a visual medium, so you guys can't see me rolling my eyes. But. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, So when we spoke earlier in the season, we obviously theorized whether these guys were going to break break up again. This guy has been Molly and Issa, Mm -hmm. whether they will fight Mm -hmm. again or whatever. Um, Again, I'm happy that didn't happen. It seemed like it had been a distraction. Yeah. If anything, like, and we'll get to it in a second, but if anything, that final competition in the bathroom shows that they're probably better friends now because they've gone through that and they've, they've, experience each other at their lowest points and they managed to get back together now they exactly. appreciate each other more fully. What did you think of Issa and Molly's friendship this season?
2: So, I remember saying I didn't want them to dwell on, you know, whatever, um, I guess, tension that they had in the past. And I like that they let us know straight up that, okay, they're choosing to stay friends. Yeah. And that was kind of how they continued. Um, I think an important, or I guess a switch that kind of happened this season is Molly kind of allowed Issa to do more of like the caring for her, especially, you know, with her mom being sick. Um, and I think that was part of the reason they had a lot of tension. Molly felt the need to handle just everything herself. Yeah. And also handle Issa and all Issa's problems as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Not realizing that not only does that put like an insane amount of stress on you and your friendship, but it, it can also slowly build resentment, which we saw um, over the past couple of seasons, which led to their, you know, I guess, fight. Yeah, fight, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I appreciate her kind of being more vulnerable this season. Because you also see in in a lot of like shows and films where like the successful black woman can never be vulnerable and she just has to always be on top of everything and she takes care of everybody and she which which also just sets a very unrealistic standard for anybody. Mm-hmm. Again. Mm-hmm anybody aspiring it's like oh yeah i i want to be like molly but then does that mean i can't have feelings i can't keep a relationship like you know the only thing i would be good at is work and like micromanaging everybody in my life
1: mm-hmm. yeah 100 um just quickly so does the fact that molly found her husband at work does that help or detract from the movement?
2: I think it, I think it helps, um, especially because when you think about the fact that like Torian, they hated each other, yeah. but because they didn't know each other,
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: they kind of just it was just like oh Molly is this person that doesn't even talk to anybody, she doesn't interact, she just gets the work done, and he goes home. Like they had never seen more quote unquote real sides mm-hmm. to each other. Because I mean, did they grow, I mean, yes, people evolve daily, but, like, I mean, they weren't vastly different people from when they met and then when they started um, falling in love. But, yeah, that was easily my second favorite thing. To ha- I I love the fact that Molly also got that happy. And, and I love the fact that the wedding was not Issa, mm-hmm. it
1: was Molly. Oh, no, yeah, 100%. I, I think I loved everything about the Molly, the um, Torian. Mm -hmm. relationship during the season. I think this is just like a a little side nitpick. Um, Going off what you said earlier about how Molly allowed Issa to to do more for her. I mean, just from the example of when her mom was in the hospital, she allowed Issa go back to her house to care about her dog, all that. She allowed Issa to throw a birthday party for her. Well, Well, she doesn't need to know that. (laughs) Uh, She allowed Issa to throw her a birthday party and all that. But even, and I think what that then led to was that there are many points this season where i was looking for the molly like eye roll or sigh that she had done in previous seasons to like one of Mm isa's shenanigans or whatever but she didn't do it this season like Mm -hmm. she was actually just genuinely there for her right and it's that kind of growth i'm like oh okay like because when they broke up or they had the fight last season it wasn't a surprise to anyone We're like this has been coming Right. like there's been this has been coming so like but now like she wasn't she wasn't going against her own advice that she gave when they when they go high or whatever like she wasn't as judgmental as she was previously mm-hmm. so, so yeah I just think it was I agree. I agree was it the real love story on the show I mean who can who can never know
2: it wasn't I mean <laughs> <just
1: kidding. laughs> uh, but yeah I, I liked that they were able to get to this point and speaking of that. That final scene in the bathroom, I think that's the final scene between both of them in the show.
2: Yes.
1: It's... It's a lot.
0: Thank you so much for everything, Isa. Of course! There's no way you want to get out there dressed by yourself. (sighs) Nah, girl. For everything. Just for being you. (laughs) Um for loving me while I was me. And, um, and girl, I don't know where life is going to take us, but I just know that as long as you're around, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. I love you too. I love you. I love you too.
1: I love the fact that she was able to recognize that she was like, I think she said, thank you for being with me even when I was me or whatever. And, and like right. to, to recognize that there were points when she was a terrible friend and what right. Issa stuck with her. And, so all that that was like that was just good writing, good acting from everyone involved.
2: Yeah. Definitely cried
1: at that part. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah, it was just a, <laughs> a, a very I don't mean that I didn't mean that in a pejorative term. It yeah, was a, a, very, I was was a very affecting what do you mean by... <laughs> But Yeah, I just I realised how it sounded. I didn't mean I just mean like it was a very <laughs> affecting scene. Um Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good jumping off point to just talk up quickly about about the legacy of this show. I mean, this was I mean, this was a show about black women and Lawrence
3: <laughs>
1: um, created by a black woman. I think majority black right. um, creators on HBO that ran for five years. like, Huge. Nominated for Emmys. Like, it's... I don't think it can... I mean, a lot of people love it, obviously, but I don't think we can f- fully understand what this show has done until, like, few years down the line.
3: Yeah. It,
1: it has opened doors for for so many people, the obvious ones, for example, like, Jay Ellis is going to be in the next Top Gun film. Yvonne OG does her thing, no matter how we feel about those things that she right. does. <laughs> um, <laughs> Natasha Rothwell is on was on White Lotus, like, she's writing for other HBO shows and stuff, like, and those are just the ones we see, like, the directors from behind the scenes, the creatives behind, so it's just, like, I don't think Issa Rae can be praised enough for what she's done. Right. Right, and like, I don't know if you, do you watch Atlanta?
2: Have I seen one episode? Yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> <Guessing. laughs> well, you should. You should watch Atlanta. Yeah. We're gonna be, be covering it when once it returns in March. What I was gonna say is like, I love Atlanta. Mm-hmm. For example, that show blew up, and then all the main actors just managed to get bigger things. The main director, Yuri mm-hmm. managed to get bigger things and I and that had the benefit of being a Donald Glover show when he was at, when it was premiering. Like it was a childish Gambino show. This was right. Issa Ray was a quote unquote nobody. She had come from YouTube. Exactly. And she exactly. managed to still do this show on her terms and bring up all these people along with her and luckily they've all been able to Go on and do other things. You just you can see if you try look at enough, you can see like the way she's impacted people's lives. Mm-hmm. But then just mm-hmm. as a culture thing, I don't. I don't think we can ever quantify how she impacted the culture. For not
2: at all. Yeah. Yeah. Not it's, at all. it's honestly yeah. Not for like a couple of years. To where we're looking back and like, oh wow, this really just did a lot for mm-hmm. the culture for people. Um, I was reading an article about how, you know, there hasn't really been this type of show since, like, maybe, like, the Girlfriend slash Living Single era, Mm -hmm. um, which was such a long time ago. Um, Especially because in more recent times, just, like, the Black stereotypical show is just full of, you know, cliches. Just not thing that a lot of people could consistently relate to. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, you know, not even knocking some of the TV. Is it entertaining? Sure, but not to the point where, like, it's doing what Isaria has just mm-hmm. done with Insecure. And like you said, I think a major part of that was doing it on her own terms because we could have easily gotten some whitewashed version of Insecure if <laughs> certain people mm-hmm. had their way but I think it was very important for for her to stay true to whatever concept that she had even from YouTube and just carry that even if she was getting a bigger budget bigger screen a bigger audience um, yeah. because you could you could you could feel that even as the show became bigger I mean outfits got better you know cinematography so got better but like the decor like messaging um, mm-hmm.
1: the show didn't change it just yeah, became better. It was- yeah i usually still like whenever i listen to a few kind of like tv review podcasts or whatever and whenever i find white men to just mention like oh like, mention insecure as like a, a great show or whatever it it kind of breaks my brain a little every time because i always i still always think like it's it's a show for us that we're the only ones that know about the show <laughs> but but it's part of that impact that i'm talking about like right yeah, obviously, Black Twitter talks about it a lot, but it's not like a show for only Black people.
2: Black people, right. right. There, are
1: shows like, there are shows that only Black people know about, right? but like there are white critics and white people that like break this show, and so that's another thing, just the kind of impact it had. And just, yeah, it, I mean, I think we can do another episode and just talk about the impact of his area, and she's obviously using that power now to be a producer. She's producing mm-hmm. a variety of Black-fronted show. So, I mean, more power to her. Do you want to just mention, if you have any, it would be nice if you don't, but if you have any, do you want to mention any nitpicks or things you didn't like about the finale? I have a couple, so I can start if you want.
2: I think you start because I'm I'm not sure that I do. Okay. But, you know...
1: So, I have two. Okay. One for me and one for you. One for you. The first one is... And this is something that this show is notorious for. It has been doing it for a while, and I believe a few people, myself included, have been trying to ask them to kind of stop this or do it anymore. You
3: look genuinely no concerned. Swayed. I wish people could see your
1: face. Yeah, yeah, we try. I tried to do a petition, when like ten people signed it, so it was not it was not that good. <laughs> it's really a, a, a cause close to my heart. It's their unrealistic standards for for black men.
3: <laughs>
1: they, they they set very highly unrealistic bodily standards for black men, like we get a few new black men in this episode. I'm just like, uh-huh. yeah, the normal man on the street doesn't look like that.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: So I feel like this show could have been a bit more nuanced in their depiction of black men. That's, that's all I'm saying. I'm just like, mm, that, maybe that was just me, but you, you, you could have tried a bit. I mean... Actually, that being said, I just realized, mm, mm, no, it's still, it's only one. I, re- I just remembered one male character, but it doesn't count. It's only He's only one.
2: The security guard? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, because the show is, you know, about four young women in their dating prime Yes. Oh. <laughs> what are you about to say? <laughs> There's nothing I can say.
1: You um, have to finish what you just started.
2: <laughs> they... They have to go the unrealistic route in the sense that if the show was about four men in their dating prime, all the women that we would see would be like Naomi Campbell, Halle Berry. Well, yeah,
1: but it doesn't make it right.
2: That's fair enough.
1: Okay, yeah. Please I I'm, I'm so jerking, like I don't even care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We've done it for so long, I.e., men. So, like, yeah. maybe, maybe it's payback time. Um, slave trade. Okay, my second nitpick is, is for you, and it was the lack of crunch on in the finale. How did you feel oh about that? Thank you for this. Because you're, you're welcome. That's why I'm here.
2: <laughs> when so, when she walks in, because they use her or they use his store mm-hmm. or their store for her yeah. surprise. Birthday thing. Why wasn't it... that? Could have been a cameo. I don't. I was also waiting for like one last conversation with them where it's like, yeah, we did it, or you know, you believed in me, or you know, we partnered. chrisa we blew up. We did it <laughs> Some... together.
1: <laughs> How did you think... feel when Krishna was being a dick in the middle of the season?
3: So. He is uh,
1: this is tough? <laughs> I'm not going to edit the. I'm not. I'm not going to edit the pause between your words so that the audience can know how long you actually deliberated on that. <laughs>
2: this is tough because um, do I agree that he was being um, unfair? Like, yes, he felt slighted, but it, I don't think. He said Everett didn't believe in his work. Not to the point where, like, you're going online, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was wrong,
1: 100%. Like, he right. was being a dick. Yeah.
2: yeah, he was. And if he didn't think that he was, he wouldn't have come back to be like, hey, uh, I was wrong, I think we should.
1: I mean, someone else, maybe not me, but someone else could have said that he only came back because he realized how hard the work is. Without her, or, but not me though. No, someone else said it. That's what everybody's saying. Not me
2: though. Or Quen Sean also experienced some growth. Okay,
1: no, maybe he's in therapy as well. I don't know. Look, I'm just saying. It's not what other people said. It's not. What, it's not what I think.
2: <laughs> um, Again, at this point, everybody knows that I'm so biased here. <laughs> um, <laughs> for those of you who don't watch the entire season of this podcast, so you can find out, because I won't tell you where.
1: I like that. I like that.
2: Exactly.
1: It's good marketing. Uh, but from of that, I personally didn't really have any any nitpicks with the yeah. with the finale and just really the show. Yeah,
2: it would have been nice to it would have been nice to see him on the finale. Maybe like as a wedding guest. I don't
1: know. As a wedding gift?
2: yes. Yes. Oh,
1: why? Why would, he, why would he be Molly's wedding guest? She doesn't know him.
2: That's fair enough.
1: She doesn't <laughs> To be fair, you know where they could have have shown him? You know when she's driving back and she's like driving past Mm, the...
2: All her old...
1: We got y'all and everything. She could have have dream past Quenchon. Okay, so do you have any... Before we leave, do you have any final thoughts on Insecure, Issa Rae? Anything? Apart from Kofi?
2: I have a question. (laughs) I have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. Would you be open to i mean not that they're not that they're asking any of us but like would a spinoff be something you would appreciate or do you think it should just be left
1: i hundred percent think it should be left but who who are we who are we spinning off
2: so if they did like a, I mean i mean your options
1: are tiffany
2: right i was gonna say tiffany and
1: kelly i don't know if kelly's an option I mean, Kelly in motherhood. Huh? Yeah.
2: But then the thing about that is that everybody
1: would just be like, when is Issa showing up? When is Molly showing up? When is Kelly showing up? It's like, it won't really, it won't really have the space to be to ensure.
2: Right. And okay, second question.
1: Yeah, go ahead.
2: If they did, like, you know how everyone is now doing this, like, 20 years later.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Presenting, you know, they just recently did the one with Sex and City. And then they did the Friends one.
1: Yeah, but Friends one was like, it was a reunion. It wasn't like an actual... Yeah, it wasn't show. like an
2: actual thing. Yeah.
1: hmm
2: Do you think they should do that?
1: Like in 20 years time?
2: hmm Oh, yeah, sure, why not? Do you think the show has gotten to the place where, like, that is, is a thing?
1: As in, so, do you think in 20 years time people would want to watch Insecure 20 years later?
2: Right. You know how, like, all the shows that they did it for were, like, household names. Not that... Obviously, it's is now a household name.
1: I mean, it's definitely a household name within the Black community. Right. 20 years is a very long time.
2: And I'm also thinking about, you know, it was five seasons versus these other shows that went on for, like, ever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, the ideal time would probably be 10 years from now.
2: 10 years. Because I don't think has that. I don't think that has ever been done with like a predominantly black.
1: Yeah, no, definitely not. I definitely think if it did, did a reunion season or whatever. People would definitely watch it, but I think our decision is that it's not needed.
2: It isn't, no. Oh, so
1: what are you what are your answers to those questions actually?
2: Um, I mean, if they gave us like a one episode special of like where are they now, I don't think I would be mad. But then. I think I'm also going off how I feel now because I just, I mean, finally just happened. I'm like, we need more, but sometimes you don't. <laughs> yeah,
3: sometimes. In terms just... of
2: a spin off, no.
1: Yeah, there's no, there's no character that I really want to be spun off.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And not that they're not all great in their own individual identities. Yeah, I just yeah. Don't think well, they, they just. Need.
1: Yeah, they just I mean, look, Joey was great on Friends and then his spin off happened.
2: Oh my goodness. So, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, So like,
1: <laughs> a great character does not a great spin-off make.
2: Yeah.
1: That's very true. I think we can end it there. Just a final thank you to Issa Rae.
2: Yes.
1: Thank you for breaking this this beautiful show into our lives and just inspiring a whole generation of black many people? creatives. Um. Yeah, so this is a. This is our final episode of
2: the year. Oh, yay! Wow! I'm very honoured.
1: Just a quick shout-out to all our listeners that have been with us throughout this year. We started this podcast in January of this year, and even though we hoped, we could have known that we were able to get through the first year, so just thank you to everyone who's listened, who's shared, who's made it worthwhile to make the next episode and produce the next episode. Uh, yeah, we couldn't have had the motivation to keep on, like, going if we didn't know that, like, people actually cared or whatever so thank you to everyone for listening thank you for everyone to share with their friends please always feel free to like message us about feedback we we're making this show we're making this podcast so people can enjoy it so if you're not enjoying it, it doesn't make sense so please always feel free to just mm-hmm. message us how you think we might improve i will probably not take your advice but it's good to know that you're sending me <laughs> um no no i'm, I'm joking um we treasure every piece of advice we get. And yeah. And and also, like I said, you can now rate on Spotify. So please, if you listen on Spotify, please rate us. You can also rate and review on Apple Podcasts and just follow us wherever you list your podcasts. Obviously, these things, rating, reviewing, and following helps the podcast grow. So please, please feel free to do that. Um, yeah. Obviously, Adora is one of the co founders of Podstar, the podcast network. You can find them at Instagram at potstar double underscore popcorn from Dinner is one of the podcasts on that podcast network. So follow them. You can find so many great podcasts on there. Um,
2: Thanks.
1: Yeah. Dora, do you have any final plug?
2: Um, yeah. I mean, you've said it all. Um, thank you for having me back on the podcast. <laughs>
1: um you're always welcome i promise honestly, next time you come on i won't call you our boss
2: <laughs> i won't hold my breath um <laughs> smart <laughs> honestly um that was my i mean i don't know if i I've, I've said that or i said this to you but that was my first podcast experience or podcast recording experience um, oh i don't think oh
3: I didn't know yeah that.
2: and i got a lot of you know, brownie points, you know, people think I'm cool now. So thank you guys. <laughs> Especially because, you know, I was talking about succession and people just didn't think, you know, I knew cool things. So thank you guys for oh,
1: fair enough.
2: For bolstering my my PR in oh. that regard. Um <laughs> you're w- you're but welcome. also absolutely love the podcast. I love, you know, what you guys are doing with it. Um and I mean I've said this in more, I guess semi-formal settings but guys if you're listening follow pop for dinner everywhere if you watch if you if you watch good tv if you watch good anything this is the place to be um the commentary is just hilarious and at the same time also just very thought provoking and I think that's one of the things I appreciate um and also you don't even realise when you're getting through like hours of your content. So yeah guys, follow also follow Podster. Um and just share share the stuff with, you know, your friends and anybody you think would enjoy this this content. Oh wow. So that we can keep coming back yeah. every year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that was worth way more than the hundred pounds I-, I paid you to say that so like <laughs> I should, maybe i should have paid you more um okay no so obviously thank you adora for coming and talk about this insecure finale right. with me thank you to obviously my regular co-host Obeira, Friacho, who is enjoying his christmas like a reasonable human being and said uh, he's not going to be on this podcast Um <laughs> uh, shout out to our producers every kind and social producer actually do heji um We have two more episodes that we're going to bring out in, in January. Um, and then, obviously, we'll go on a little winter break. And then we come back and we're talking about movies when we come back and movie stars and movie directors. So, for now, thank you to everyone who's been listening. And join us next week when I'll be joined by Kelly's ex-boyfriend, Daniel Kaluuya. Bye, guys.
3: Bye, guys.